Welcome back to another episode of the Bible Connection. As always, my name is Matt and this is my co-host Stephen. We are really glad that you guys decided to tune in today uh, because we're talking about uh, one of those big life questions again. Yeah, and it's kind of twofold. We're going to talk about why is there suffering or why is there injustice in the world? And kind of the premise is if God is a good God, why would he allow us to suffer or allow us to go through injustices. Yeah, people blame a lot of things on God. Anytime something goes wrong in their life, God is the first one that they blame. So why does God allow pain and and suffering in the world? Uh, Like these terrible atrocities that have happened throughout history and are still happening today in some places around the world. And then you bring it down to the more personal things. And, you know, in everyday life, all of us deal with little struggles and and hardships that we just feel, you know, we don't deserve to go through. And you know, life, it's true what they say, life isn't fair. And uh, it's sad, but it's true. So so what are the Bible reasons, Matt, that we can go back to and trace uh, the cause of suffering and evil in the world? Yeah, and there's really four big ones, and I'm going to list them off for you, and then we'll talk through those uh, each individually. Uh, first of all, we have suffering because we live in a fallen world. Uh, secondly, we have suffering because of the sin of others. And then third, sometimes we suffer or we have trials in our life because of our own sins. We've made our own poor decisions. And then finally, sometimes we suffer because God is trying to do a greater work in and through us. So let's look at that first topic, uh, suffering mm-hmm. because we live in a fallen world. Do you realize uh, the statistics are the same for Christians and non-Christians of people who get cancer, uh, for people who get sick. And uh, both sides, Christians and non-Christians, 100% uh, are going to die at some point. And so That's uh, true. we live in a fallen world. We see that in Genesis 3. Before that, uh, God had given us a, a world of that was innocent. And uh, really, uh, Adam and Eve had a decision where they could have, uh, if they had not sinned, they would have lived on for eternity uh, in a physical form. But they chose to sin, and because of that, uh, pain was brought into the world. Uh, We see that God actually uh, performed a sacrifice for them to give them uh, coats of skin, and that was the first animal that ever died, the first thing that ever suffered death. Yeah, that poor lamb did nothing to deserve that. And so we live in a fallen world. So hmm. uh, along with that, practically, our bodies get sick. Uh, bad things happen. We have natural disasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a fallen world, and not everything is going to go perfect. Our bodies do not work how they're supposed to. Our world in itself does not function how God uh, previously intended it yes. for. And so we're going to suffer, uh, first of all, because we live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Matt. So we really can't go back and, and blame God for these things because God is not the author of sin. Sin started with Satan and Adam in the garden, and it's really not God's fault that all these things happen. Now, God does allow these things for a reason. So first, the fall and and this really kind of is under that umbrella, is the sin of other people. And that affects us personally. Is when other people sin and uh, might do wrong by us. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, look at uh, Joseph. 
Joseph, we don't see any recording recorded sin that he did. Yeah. But think about what his brothers did to him. Uh-huh. And he Good suffered example. a lot because of anger and bitterness of his brothers. He suffered because people chose to sell him into slavery. Uh, he suffered because Potiphar's wife lied to him. Mm-hmm. He suffered because uh, the baker and the butler forgot to tell Pharaoh about him. Mm-hmm. And so he suffered a lot because of the sin of others. And even at the end of his life, he said to his brothers, his brothers thought they were gonna, he was going to kill him, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Whew, that's good. And sometimes we do suffer because of the sin of the other people. Think about someone that uh, gets hit by a drunk driver mm-hmm. or someone that maybe a family member, their life is lost because of a drunk driver. That family member didn't necessarily do anything wrong, but because of the sin of other people, we are going to suffer. Uh, you know, I think of these school shootings. Uh, uh, those students in those classrooms, though, have their own responsibility towards God, but, uh, you know, they suffered because one individual uh, wanted to take their life. That individual sinned against God. And so we'd suffer a lot because of the mm-hmm. sins of other people. Yeah. But then you have times where we kind of bring things upon our own head, you know, like, because we deserve it. And uh, we make a stupid mistake, and we have to pay the consequences for that. We understand from the Bible that, that God, He will save us from the sin, but He'll not save us from the consequences of those choices. And in Hebrews twelve six, uh, it says, For whom the Lord loveth, He chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom He receiveth. And so we as children of God, when we sin, uh, there's a very good possibility that God is going to chasten His children. And that is very true. God is going to chasten us. And also we see the principle of sowing and reaping. Mm -hmm. Galatians 6 and verse 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so if we make poor decisions in our life, uh, there's going to be sometimes poor results. Uh, Let's think about this in a financial way real quick. All right. Uh, I think everyone should have a budget uh, set in mind. Uh, Let's say if I have... um, some expenses and let's say I'm just barely getting through and I have maybe me and my wife are driving two cars that uh, they're they're fine they're maybe uh, five six years old but we don't have the money for a new car well and if I go out and buy a month buy a brand new car I'm gonna reap some consequences for that either late payments or mispayments because I made a poor decision because I didn't have enough finances for that Well, that goes true for our own life. A lot of times we make poor decisions with the things we watch. Uh, We make poor decisions with the way we handle situations. Uh, Just another example. Uh, Let's say if my wife and I are having a discussion or an argument and I get angry and I just yell at her, I, I gave into my flesh, I sowed anger, I'm probably going to reap some consequences for that. It could be anger back. It could be bitterness. It could be a broken heart. Yeah. Uh, And so we got to be very careful that uh, sometimes the decisions we make get ourselves into trouble. I think about people that give themselves over to different substances. I think about alcohol or tobacco or drugs. You know, the first drink, uh, first can of beer may be fine, but that drinking could have some uh, horrible consequences. I think about 
the cancer that's caused by tobacco products. Obviously, people that get lung cancer that smoked for 50 years, they're reaping what they have sown. And that can go into our anger, as we talked about. And that could go into uh, bitterness. It could go into gossiping. That if we sow those things, we're going to probably reap some bad consequences because of that. Yeah, and God is absolutely fair in levying that judgment against uh, his children because uh, we are going to live with him for all eternity. So any punishment that happens is going to happen in this life. And you made some great points there, Matt. I appreciate those examples. So as Christians now, we have to understand that evil, that the evil that is in the world that's going to happen to us, you know, God will use that evil uh, for good, like we saw in the case of, of uh, you said, Joseph earlier. And there's a few passages that sort of mention that idea. Um, for instance, Romans 8, 28 and 29, uh, that all things will work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And then uh, we see another example in the life of the Apostle Paul and how that so many bad things happened in his life that were absolutely undeserved. Uh, and yet he says in Philippians 1 and verse 12 that, he wants them to understand the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel so that all these bad things that happened to him actually worked out for the best. Yeah, and probably one of the books that talks a lot about suffering in the New Testament is 1 Peter. And I'm just going to give you guys a few passages from that. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6 through 8 talks about that our suffering here on this life is uh, just for a short season, it can give us encouragement that God will relieve that suffering at some point. It says here, Wherein we greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. And this is uh, talking more so about trials and being tempted of sin. Uh, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, ye love, and whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. And so we see that word in verse 7, for a season, and Maybe we do suffer some on this earth. Maybe it is for uh, a lengthy time. Maybe we suffer with an illness our whole life. Paul had a thorn in the flesh and prayed three times at the for the Lord to remove it. But yet the Lord said, no, I think you need to suffer through this. And God gave Paul the grace to go through. But it's for a season. Eventually, we are going to go home to heaven where there is no suffering. Uh, in the book of Revelation, it talks about how Christ is going to dry all the tears. Uh, there is no more tears. There is no more sorrow in heaven. And so if we can keep that vision in mind that as we go through this life, we are going to suffer because of the fall. We're going to suffer because of the sin of others. We're going to suffer for our own uh, bad mistakes and bad choices. But it's for a season. And then at the end of 1 Peter, it kind of gives us a purpose of why do we suffer, especially when we suffer at the hands of somebody else or suffer because of the fall. What is God doing through this? And we know that God uh, is doing it for good, as Stephen said, but during that suffering, during that trial, it's hard to see. But here's some more 
uh, encouragement for you. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, in verse 10, it says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered for a while, it says for a while here, huh. and once again, given that indication, it's for a season, it says, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. And so that word perfect not mean sinless, but it means complete. That through these trials, God is trying to complete us. God is trying to establish us, strengthen us in the faith, and settle us. Yep. Uh, sometimes we we don't have that firm foundation, that trust in Christ. Sometimes, uh, and this is in myself too, sometimes we even doubt God. And uh, we need to make sure that we are having a settled faith. And sometimes God will bring uh, maybe a, an illness, maybe a... a uh, a sickness, maybe a financial hardship that we might trust in him more and give him more honor and more glory. That is definitely true, Brother Matt. And um, so just a few you know, final thoughts, too, as we think more about how we as Christians can, can handle these hardships is to understand that you know, life isn't fair, first of all, uh, but there are, there are people that are going to do you harm, and uh, we can't change those people. Uh, but we can change how we as Christians react to those people. Romans twelve twenty one, uh, it says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So you have this idea of turning the other cheek, you know, showing Christian grace and love to those people, and forgiving uh, even if someone has, has something that they've done against you, and, and trying to seek reconciliation with that person that might have done evil by you. And with reconciliation will come joy uh, and peace, and uh, really God will be glorified by that. And then as we understand, you know, our reaction to evil people in the world, uh, you know, the psalmist talks a little bit about uh, that in Psalm 37, fret not thyself of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. And then David says in Psalm 73, verse 3, he says, I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So David here was, he was tempted to fret about how the evil people got away with so much, and it didn't seem like God's judgment was coming upon them. But he says, soon they shall be cut down like the grass. You know, that brings my attention toward the judgment. You know, at the end of time, God is going to bring all things into account, and the unrighteous will be judged at the great white throne judgment. And those things that they have done, uh, that they seemingly got away with, uh, one day God is going to judge them for those things. So we can take comfort in that fact as Christians, and that God will have victory over evil. Yeah, and just a few other verses. The book of Psalms is great, especially if you have a broken heart or you are struggling. Go and find a psalm that you can really latch on to. Maybe you can memorize uh, maybe when we don't have those words to pray during suffering, go and pray a psalm. I've done that before, and it is great help. But a few verses here as mm-hmm. we end, talking about the psalmist trusting in the Lord. Psalm 7 and verse 1 says, O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. And though this is David talking about being delivered from people, we could ask the Lord to deliver us from our circumstances, to deliver us 
uh, during difficult times. And then in Psalms 56 and verses 3 and 4, it says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. I will praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. And often we think of fear, we think of maybe a kid being afraid of the dark, but often uh, us as adults, we go through our life and we have fear of uh, future decisions. We have fear of uh, the what ifs. Uh, We have worries, we have concerns about things that are going to come. And no matter what they are, we can trust in God, just as the psalmist did, just as David did. He trusted in the Lord. And so I hope this has been an encouragement to you. I hope maybe it's been... Uh, that help you answer uh, a few questions about why am I going through this suffering. Uh, But if I can leave you with that final thought, that no matter what you're going through, God is there. He is a shoulder to cry on. He desires to hear our prayers during those times of struggle and during those times of trials. And so I encourage you, Mm -hmm. run to God uh, during these difficult times of injustice and suffering. Yes. Christ defeated sin, and so we can run to him, and he will help us. So thank you guys once again for joining us on the Bible Connection. I hope you guys, uh, I hope this has been a blessing to you. Uh, I encourage you guys, if maybe you have a prayer request, or maybe you are going through a difficult time, we would love to pray for you uh, here at the Bible Connection. And uh, you can email us. Uh, Our email is... Uh, it's bibleconnection.cbc at gmail.com. And so just email us there. Uh, maybe you have a prayer request, or maybe you have a question about your suffering, or maybe uh, you have some questions uh, more specifically about a, maybe a different Bible topic you would like us to cover here yeah. on the Bible Connection. We would love for to hear your response. Mm-hmm. Like I said, find us either there by email or find us on our Facebook page, Bible Connection, uh, and uh, look for the logo there. And, of course, uh I encourage you guys, uh, like, share, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, want to reach as many people as we can with this. And so uh, maybe you have a friend that's going through something. And you think that this, this would be a blessing to them. Go ahead and tell them uh, about it and, uh, and hope we can be a blessing to them as well. We can really only scratch the surface on a lot of these scriptures. So I encourage you to dig deep, you know, look up some of these passages and let the Lord speak to you and encourage you through his word. And once again, we are thankful that you guys decided to listen to us on today's episode, and we will see you next time.